Christmas with Henry, Episode 2, Written and Read by Michael Young. Henry cleared his throat and rubbed his hands together. I want to tell you how I almost didn't meet my first wife. Wow, said Charlie. Makes it sound like a real written-in-the-star sort of thing. Henry laughed and slapped a hand down once on his knee. Nothing that dramatic. You'll see. Now, of course, there were plenty of things that happened before my time at college. But let's start there. I'm sure you don't have all day. Charlie looked back up at the hospital and winced. He didn't like thinking about things in terms of how much time they had left. Then again, he did want to be back at Megan's side as soon as he could. Well, languages have always been my first love. And so when I attended Bodoin College in my native Maine, I knew that's what I wanted to study. Henry wagged his head back and forth. Nothing about it was easy. But I realize that perseverance is a great element of success. If you only knock long enough and loud enough at the gate, you are sure to wake up somebody. This actually elicited a chuckle from Charlie. <laughs> I suppose that means I haven't been pounding long enough or loud enough. I'm guessing that you did. Quite literally, in many cases. You might still be able to see the impressions of my knuckles left on the doors there. The end of my time at the college, I had made such an impression on the faculty there that they offered me a job directly afterward. Chair of Modern Languages. Charlie chuckled softly. He'd never heard of such a position. As opposed to... Well, ancient languages, ancient Greek and Latin and the like, German, French, Spanish, Italian, those were all considered modern. It was more than I ever could have wished for, and would not require me to stray far from my home state. He leaned back on the bench, his lips rising in a large smile. It felt like a dream come true. I had knocked on the door of opportunity so long, my knuckles were bleeding. But as I talked it over with the college administration, we both decided there was something that I should do first. Charlie leaned forward and placed his elbows on his knees. Let me guess. You wanted to go to Disneyland. Henry chuckled heartily, holding his sides as he regained his composure. <laughs> no, no, nothing of the sort. Though I do admit that does sound like a good time. We decided I needed to visit Europe and apply the many things I had learned by listening to European languages in the natural setting. You know, there is a Euro Disney, said Charlie. Henry shook his head. No, I, I didn't make it there either. I took very little with me on that trip and set out, walking and taking the occasional train, wandering from village to village. I tried to practice what I had observed in many other great people. Simplicity in character, in manners, in style. In all things, the supreme excellence is simplicity. It was such a different world over there. Never before had I seen so many different cultures, so many people from different walks of life. I had grown up a bit shielded from that during my time at the college. I had learned their languages, but I hadn't truly learned about their speakers, and I felt a critical part of my education completely lacking. I talked to as many people as I could, for if there was anything I had learned in college, it was that a single conversation 
across the table with the wise man is better than ten years merely studying books. Henry rested his hands on his knees and stared into the distance, his eyes glazing over. For the first time in my life I felt adrift, unsure of exactly who I was and what I was doing. I wondered if all my time at the university had really meant anything at all. Was I truly qualified to dispense what I knew to others? Perhaps I was taking my life in the completely wrong direction. Charlie looked the man up and down, trying to figure out how old he was. The lines in his face made him think higher, but the obvious sharpness of his mind made him think lower. Were you over there during World War Two? I'm sure that would make things hard to travel. The man shook his head slowly, and took a few extra seconds before he answered. No, 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 I wasn't there then. I'm actually a bit older than you might think. I've seen my share of war, just uh, not that one. He drew in a deep breath, and let it out in a slow, steady stream. One day I was walking along the beach, and I looked back over my shoulder at the footprints I left in the sand. A bit farther back I could see a man much younger than I, following exactly in my footsteps. It immediately occurred to me that this was what I should be doing, leaving footsteps for others to follow. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime, and, when departing, leave behind us footprints in the sands of time, footprints that perhaps another, upon seeing them sailing on life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother may take heart again. He let the words hang in the air a moment before speaking again. It made me realize that I needed to return home and do my best. Soon I would find myself walking with two sets of prints. So does that mean you met your wife over there? asked Charles. Henry sat up straighter, and his eyes resumed their twinkle. Not until I returned— after that day at the beach, I thought long and hard about what I was actually doing there. I hadn't seen everything I'd wanted to, but there was something inside me that compelled me to return. The old man chuckled, getting a faraway look in his eye. It is difficult to know at what moment love begins. It is less difficult to know that it has begun. I returned from Europe, and from the moment that I saw her, my Mary, again... I knew that I needed to change, to become a better person. She had been my dear friend since youth, and upon seeing her, that childhood affection began to blossom into something more. I stopped my wandering and devoted as much time to her as I could. The melancholy mood I had settled into lifted bit by bit, until I could scarcely think of a time when I'd been happier. I blessed the day I decided to return from Europe. Had I not seen her when I did... I'm not sure I would have married for some time. Surely some other eligible young man would have won her affections before too long. In this world, a man must either be anvil or hammer. So I worked up my courage and professed my love. Well, she didn't terribly like my last name, but I convinced her all the same to marry me. Sounds like it was meant to be. Then how, how did you lose her? asked Charlie, hoping that he hadn't overstepped his bounds. Cancer? Something like that? Henry slowly shook his head. 
No, nothing like that. But that is a story for another day. Perhaps you would like to join me here tomorrow. I imagine that you will still be around. Charlie looked back toward the hospital. He'd taken plenty of time off of work, so he could spend as much time as he needed to be here. He would definitely be here tomorrow, and probably for many days afterward, depending on how Megan responded to the treatment. Thankfully, the conversation with this old man had lifted his spirits, distracting him from his own pain. It would be nice to have someone around who understood what he was going through, and he was going to need quite a bit of distraction in the days to come. Sure, are you always out here about the same time? Henry gestured toward the church at the far end of the park. Yes, because even on other days they play the bells at this time, and it calms my heart to listen to them. Perhaps they will do the same for you. The man who plays the carillon is a good friend of mine, and sometimes he even takes requests. Charlie nodded as he turned and extended a hand to shake Henry's. I'll see you then. Enjoy your Sunday. Henry returned the handshake and grinned. <laughs> I always do.